Welcome to Meant to Be. I'm your host, Janine Ellsworth, and this is a show where we go deep and get personal about self-development, spirituality, mindfulness, human design, and all kinds of other stuff so we can get ourselves into alignment and go back out there into the world to do the good work, be the change we wish to see, and achieve what our souls came here to do in this lifetime. Because believe it or not, our time here on Earth and everything we experience in it was meant to be. Thanks for being here. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hey, welcome back to Meant to Be, everybody. I'm your host, Janine Ellsworth, and it is a real pleasure to be speaking with you today on this really sunny day in January here in Pittsburgh. uh, I went skiing last night. It was a blast. We took our kids. It was the perfect weather. Uh, They had the snowblower snowmakers going, right, to... uh, feed the place so that it looked even more like a winter wonderland. But it was a really cool experience. Uh, What have you guys been up to? How is it going through? This can sometimes be such a slog. Here we are. We we made it through the first month of 2023 already. Holy smokes. I had an amazing workshop a couple of weeks ago uh, with some folks here in Pittsburgh at the Yoga Hive Yoga Studio. Beautiful place, wonderful atmosphere, amazing teachers. You guys should go check it out there. And I think we'll we'll maybe do a, a, a follow up another workshop soon. And of course, we have our human design uh, conversation group that's officially up and running. We're going to meet again in this month, February 16th. Shout out to Trace Brewing because they hosted us at this gorgeous, gorgeous, very Huga kind of cozy, warm um, ski chalet feeling of a room. Super warm and inviting and just the kind of cozy atmosphere that I was hoping for, that I could get together with other folks who are processing and learning their human design uh, and, and so that I can be there to answer questions and guide the conversation and help you guys see the parts of your own design that are the high vibe, or potentially the low vibe, help you see the gifts in all of the energetic frequencies that you have in your body that you came here with. And it occurred to me that we haven't had, I haven't gone through every, uh, all of the five energy types in human design. And that was kind of on purpose. You know, I was holding off. Uh, I didn't want to get too far ahead of myself. And I feel like this podcast is kind of a playground for all the things, right? All the fun things that we like to talk about, um, whether they be manifestation or uh, deconditioning or shadow work or beautiful crystals or tarot cards or whatever the thing is that we're interested in. This should be a place where we can sort of play and experiment with all of that. But really, you know, my focus right now is on human design. And so I am here at the moment to help everybody understand It's so fulfilling and validating to really own my own life and stuff and feel proud of the way that I'm built and feel okay showing up as me, the real me in every moment. The other part, one of the other main overarching valuable pieces that I see human design offering is in how we get along with each other. I think it blows open our ability to understand who we are from our own perspective, but to be able to be like, oh, crap, other people aren't built like me. We're, they're different. And obviously, we all know each other's different, but really designed to operate 
from a whole different vantage point perspective, uh, capacity for bandwidth, for showing up, for what, what, what is the right work for each of us? What is the right uh, role we're each here to play? And I'm kind of experimenting with this right now. Uh, like a crazy person, as a manifester, okay, I'm one of the five energy types, I'm the manifester, um, I am here, I'll just, I'll just get right into it, we'll, we'll cover the five types, and I'll sprinkle in some, some of this experiment that I'm undertaking right now. My situation right now is that I'm, uh, st- I've stepped forward to lead an, an event at my kid's school. And so it, it doesn't happen without parent participation, and I've volunteered in the past for it, but all the kids whose uh, parents kind of led it in the past, pre-COVID, um, are, have graduated out. So it's like, well, I guess I'm the one to make it happen. And so I'm going to experiment with my manifestor energy and I'm lighting that match and I'm trying to get people on board and, and excited about it. And that's what we do as, as uh, manifestors. We're one of the five energy types, we're 9%, maybe eight of the population and kind of dwindling. Although I do know manifestor children out there, so they're still being born. Those gorgeous manifestors join me, kiddos. We're initiators. Our energy is here to initiate new things, new ideas, new creations, new projects, new products, new whatever, stuff that hasn't been thought of before. Uh, We may seem like we're coming up with bananas ideas. They're things that kind of can be off the wall. It's more than just an idea. We get an urge, a creative urge. And these are different from just your run-of-the-mill ideas that you might sit around and think to yourself, self- I should think of something to do. I need a new strategy for my business or I need a project for my school or I need to figure out a way to help so-and-so. And you sit and you ideate and you think about what would work, right? No, an urge comes every so often, um, maybe a few times a year to a manifester. It's an urge that is unavoidable. It is from freaking nowhere an idea about how it's gonna turn out or what it's gonna end up being in the end or how people are going to use it all we know is that we gotta make this thing and it is a delicious process to create we can't stop ourselves we we want to just do it all the time we want to spend 14 hour day working on only this thing to create it and birth this new urge that we have been given that has been planted in our minds or our hearts and so we really focus on that deeply and we can have sort of maniacal just really really frenetic energy for creating this thing and then we birth it and then yo we're out freaking tired it was exhausting to do that manifestors do not have sustainable life force energy Mechanically speaking, in the, in the human design body graph, you will note that the manifester has a undefined or open sacral center. That is the center for life force energy that is sustainable and regenerative. Other types will have that colored in. So on your chart, it will be not filled in in a color. It will be blank or have maybe one or two numbers lit up, but it will be white. Likewise, you will have the throat center defined. Not just the throat center defined, 
but you will have a complete channel connecting one of what we call, uh, there are four motor centers. Well, it won't be the sacral, um, root, heart, or emotional solar plexus. One of those will be fully connected to your throat. Driving power surges of energy up into the throat, causing you to have lots of pressure and energy for creative expression. So the throat wants to express things and we are driven with energy that comes from another part of our body, which is motorized, forcing us to deliver something. Okay. So we have this urge to create the energy is not sustainable. It is a powerful force going up into our throat, causing us to need to express in some way. And that may be in all kinds of different creative ways. It's not just necessarily speaking through the throat. A couple of other high, high level points that'll be helpful for manifestors to know. Our strategy is to inform, okay? When we are in our maniacal state of creativity and all we want to do is hole up in our room or our office or our shed and create, the people in our lives, our family members particularly, are like, oh God, what is she up to again? Oh my God, something's happening and I don't know what's going to land. It's going to shake the foundations of our home again, right? Because sometimes we can, we can really kind of rock the boat. And so other people, we have to take into consideration how they're receiving our big energy for creative stuff. And so it is so helpful to kind of grease the wheels, remove resistance from others in our lives by informing them what we're up to. Here's my plan. I'm working on this thing. It will be helpful if you just know that I'm going to be in my shed, banging around, building the spaceship. And um, you guys just, I'll need a few hours. And usually people are like, okay, cool. Now they know, okay? So you've removed resistance by informing them what you're doing and what you need to do. You need to have space and time to create. Okay, thank you. And then they leave you alone, which is really what you desperately want. You want to be in peace. You want to be uninterrupted. Because when you get interrupted, is when that's when we fly off the handle. We don't like to be interrupted. We like to be able to just deeply focus when we have that energy because it's fleeting. It's going to go away soon. Okay, so we want to be able to focus on our creation and bring it into life, into the world, because we're being driven to do that by some power outside of us. This causes us to have, well, this is a helpful thing. But you're not going to like it when I tell you our aura, the manifestor aura is dense and repelling. Okay, it's closed off. It's hard to penetrate for others. We don't realize it, but we're actually keeping people away from us. We not that we're pushing them away. We're not doing this conscientiously. We're keeping people at a safe distance. And that is on purpose. Energetically speaking, a closed repelling aura keeps naysayers out. Okay, how many times have you told someone that you had a really cool idea in your head and you wanted to make this amazing thing and is it going to be great? And uh, they said, that's stupid. You shouldn't do that. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard. That's what our dense and repelling aura is helping to protect us and shield us from. 
okay the criticism because it's not it's not up to them to decide whether our initiations are valuable or valid or a good idea we're driven to make stuff and bring things into being that have never been done before and so it's not open to debate okay that's not to say that your creations as a manifester are going to be amazing. They may take a long time to mature and actually be recognized as valuable. And so if you're a manifester like me, you probably have notebooks after notebook after notebook or um, blogs that sit there, old blog posts that just sit there. And then every once in a while, someone crawls out of the woodwork to email you to say, oh my God, I loved what you wrote on that thing. That was really helpful. Or um, it may not be that I just happen to be a writer, but manifestors could come in all kinds of different forms, of course, just like anybody. And and so whatever your art form or whatever your expertise, um, you may have lots of different projects that sit on shelves untouched that you never want to look at again, but that you birthed into being and you never know when they're going to be useful to the collective. And that's really what we're doing is we're birthing new ideas to move the collective on. You guys, there's a freaking amazing hawk outside my door, my window. Oh, my freaking God. Huge. My, that's my friend, my spirit animal. He's checking on me or she. All right. Um, let's move on to the generator types. The generators, you all are the most numerous among us in our population. And thank goodness, we need more of you. You're at 37% of the population and you're what I call joy chasing doers. Okay. Now I don't, I'm not a generator, so I'm not going to tell you who you are, but this is the type and this is my way of expressing to y'all my understanding of how your energy works, okay? What makes you a generator is that you have that sacral center, which is the center of life force energy. It's sustainable. It's regenerative. You have that defined. So if you look at your chart, that square dead center toward the bottom not the very bottom one, but the second one up, that one's going to be colored in for you. Because of that sacral center, you have regenerative, sustainable life force energy surging through your bodies, okay? What gives you that energy is generally something joyful. You love, you relish doing something with your body physically that is joyful. That means You have the capacity to do lots and lots of things and lots and lots of work. Unfortunately, everybody thinks uh, they have to be like a generator, but we're not all built to be like you guys. You are the ones who have this life force. Um, And, you know, I used to be afraid to tell tell generators, you're here to do work because I thought, like, I don't want to work. As a manifester, I, I have no interest in, like, work. I want to sit back and chill and go to coffee shops and read novels and go on hikes every day if I could. I am not here to work as a manifester. I'm just here to light the match and then go on do my fun thing or my peaceful thing. But generators actually are here to do the work that lights them up. The more work you do that lights you up, the more energy you create for yourself to be able to do more stuff. Here's the deal. While you're expending all your energy out there doing uh, building and working and providing and supporting and producing for others or for yourself, (laughs) here comes that hawk again. Um, He's enormous. Um, While you're doing all of this go, 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 go power stuff, you may be 
doing something that you actually don't freaking love and that isn't really lighting you up. However, you do it just because you can sometimes. And that is not the most efficient use of your energy. Yes, you're designed to go, go, go all day long, you energizer bunnies. As you met my friend and colleague, Lori Lisi, last week, who's a coach who helps her clients get aligned. And she's a generator and she describes herself as an energizer bunny. She can go, go, go as long as she's doing something that she enjoys. Oftentimes, generators get this um, reputation for being the energizer bunny and therefore doing stuff just because they can. They're, oh, oh, go ask her. She'll do it. She has energy to do that. She's always busy. Busy people are the most efficient people. Have you ever heard that? Ask someone, uh, ask a busy person if you need a favor done because they're already in that like tizzy of doing, doing, doing. And it won't be effortful for them to throw something else onto their calendar and run over and, you know, deliver soup for the meal train when they're out running their kids around or whatever. So oftentimes generator types get sucked into doing stuff that they would not prefer to do. However, they are very energetic people. My daughter is a generator. My husband is a half generator. Very, very physically active people. They're movers. They're doers. They're, they're up and moving. What I learned early on just from parenting a generator, but what I think is valuable since, since I've been doing this work and talking to lots of other generators is that sleep can be an issue. It, it can be incredibly difficult to settle down at night. And so having a routine where you're actually able to expend and burn off all the energy that you have through the day, especially if you haven't been able to use it doing something joyful, it's critical that you give yourself permission to do something active to burn off your energy. Preferably that active thing is something that's joyful for you, okay? So whether it's a workout um, activity or like a club, you know, do you join the volleyball team because running on the treadmill freaking sucks for you? Yeah, do like Zumba dancing um, because it's fun to be around other people. On that note, the generator type with this defined sacral is always in response mode, okay? So your strategy is to respond, okay? Manifestor is to inform, generator is to respond. And I find when I tell people that they're very relieved. It's hard to manufacture an initiation for someone who's not designed to be initiating something new all the time. The sacral is constantly in a response mode. I think of it as like a sorting machine. It is constantly being drawn toward the yeses of life, lit up by, ooh, that thing that looks fun. Ooh, that thing sounds good. Ooh, I want that. You know, you see a billboard for um, a burger and you're either yes or a no. Or you hear a a song on the radio and it reminds you of your best friend. And so you're like, ah, responding, must call her. There's always a response happening inside you. And it may manifest in um, a physical, verbal, or vocal response. You may uh, experience the sacral yes as a like you're you're leaning towards something you're physically moving in toward it you take a step toward it or you 
your shoulders spread open or your your back straightens or uh, Lori Lisa, she says she gets bubbles in the belly when there's a yes, sacral yes. Oh, I want that thing. Yes. A no would be like I'm moving away from it. I'm leaning backward or my shoulders kind of cave in and I'm like shrinking from something. So there's it's a really helpful exercise for generators to try to get into t- in tune with what is that physical feeling that I get. Some people are grunters, you know, like, oh, oh, yeah, want that. So try to get in tune with that if you are a generator type, if you have that sacral defined. What is your unique body's response signal that lets you know that's the thing I want to be doing? When you follow those breadcrumbs, that's what leads you to like pure joy and alignment all the fucking time. It leads you to mastery of the thing that you love to do. And then people ask you to do that thing because you're good at it and because you let yourself have permission to do that wonderful thing that lights you up and that makes you radiate and shine. I mean, you already do. You might just might as well do the thing you love doing it because generators are incredibly magnetic last week we talked about uh, like in in my mind i see the the sushi bar where there's like the conveyor belt of sushi plates floating past and you that's what life is for a generator like you just pick the plate you want it's all these options are floating past you in life and you have to discern between things that you want and that you don't want so you're very magnetic with that life force energy that makes you sparkle from within um, I also think of generators as like like the, these cozy campfire people that we all want to swarm around. Here's the thing. Your aura is open and enveloping. So it really is sucking like a vortex, sucking things in toward you, dancing in front of you to say, do you want this? Huh? Life is saying, do you want this thing? Okay. And so you're, you have like the world is your oyster. Choose wisely. The strategy is to respond. Uh, That also removes resistance. When you get to respond to things, you feel a little bit more ease. Things flow if you if you like just let yourself respond to things. This is why, um, as Lori said last week, templates are super helpful for generators. Right? If you give if you give a person something to respond to, then they can take it and run with it. That's where manifestors rely on you guys so much because I'm going to initiate something. I'm going to say, yo, I got an idea. I got a big vision in my head. I'm not really sure how it's going to turn out in the end. And that's really not up to me to decide. What do you think? Here's what it is. Here's the bones. Here's the outline. Can you help me fill it in? Can you take it and run with it? Can you take it over the finish line? Um, that's where we can really learn to get along so much better when we kind of stay in our lane and follow our role. And then instead of trying to be everybody at all the same time. So let's shift over to the manifesting generator, which is a hybrid superhuman of both of those first two types. 32% of the population, and I can't get away from manifesting generators. They're all over the place. Both of my parents, my husband, Uh, my closest friends. Oh my God, they're everywhere. So y'all, thank God for you because you have the power not just to initiate things and to visualize a new project or a new idea or a new creation and birth it. 
you also have the generator energy that's sacral defined, okay? Your sacral center is lit up. You have the capacity to make it happen, bring it into life, actually make it real and carry it over the finish line. So manifesting generators are uniquely talented people that are interested in lots of different things. They're called multi-passionate. And what I mean by that is like, these are the people who have like an Etsy shop in addition to having their like accounting firm. Um, you know, they make ceramics on top of do, pr- of practicing law during the day. They have a cupcake business in the evenings and weekends because they have the energy for that after they've been teaching at the public school. They um, are a bartender at night after they've been doing real estate all day or something because they just fucking like to do that stuff. These are people who are interested in lots of different things. They want to understand how things work. They want to try it. They want to skip steps. (laughs) This is key. Manifesting generators are here to figure out how to do things more efficiently. My husband tells me that he gets enormous satisfaction and satisfaction is the the trait that both generators and manifesting generators are are looking for you want satisfaction above everything else mgs i'll call them for short he gets super satisfaction from figuring out how many little tasks on his to-do list he can squeeze into the shortest amount of time he is all about doing things on a speed mission I go into the grocery store and it takes me, I don't know, 45 minutes or something. I go up and down every single aisle. I think about what what haven't we had lately? What could we really use? I have my list, of course. He takes his list and he goes in and he's out, paid, completely packed up in 10 minutes or less. He does everything so much faster than I can ever, ever imagine. And also he's good at lots of different things. He's a total multitasker to the umpteenth whatever this is typical for the manifesting generator this is what you guys are here to do here's the thing don't be wedded to the outcomes don't feel like you have to finish all these different things that you started it's like once you try a new hobby or business or project you figure it out pretty fast faster than most people in fact and then you're like okay I understand that from the inside out I can figure out how to do it faster and then you get really good at it and then you're like all right I did that I'm done with that boredom can be an issue but don't you don't have to let it be you can surrender to the freedom of understanding that you're not here to finish all the things like you tried it you did it you made it it lives, it's out there. And then if, if it, it's meant to be carried on into the future, then other people have adequately seen what you've produced and they love it and they'll continue it. So you're free to like step out and make room for the next big, juicy, exciting idea that you want to sink your teeth into. Because you also have a little bit of that manifester energy where you're like, I'm feeling a maniacal drive and I say the word maniacal, like with quote air quotes around it, okay? Uh, you have this like frenetic energy for wanting to try something 
different and bring something different into the world and new. And so give yourself the permission and the space to do that. Let the new thing come in and forgive yourself for wanting to give up on something. It's not giving up. Let's reframe that. It's passing it on, you know, letting it, letting someone else take over because who knows who might make it better, which we'll talk about the projector in a second. And that's, who's going to make it better. The manifesting generator, because you're this hybrid superhuman, you get two strategies and you of all people can handle it because you like to do lots of things quicker. So not only are, is your body constantly responding, so you're, you've got this magnetism, you're also open and enveloping, so life is coming at you, presenting you with options, you're constantly responding, so respond to those things, but you're also responsible for informing, okay? You have that man- manifestor piece. You also tend to really work inside your head and get busy, 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 doing all the things inside your head, figuring it out, going faster and faster and learning all the stuff and getting interested and getting uh, frenetic and wanting to just create that other people outside of you are like, what the hell is happening? We need to be filled in. I don't know. I'm feeling like I better stay out of that guy's way because he's moving fast and breaking things inform people what you're up to okay just kind of it's just like put some wd-40 on that bike chain or whatever so let's grease the wheels um inform and respond respond and inform i think really the responding comes first you're responding to some stimulus outside of you that go makes you go ooh, ooh, ooh! i want that i'm gonna do that now i'm gonna create that thing yes that gave me a good idea i'm gonna create something and then you inform your people about what that thing is that you want to do and that you need space and time to create it. Okay, so let's talk about, I, I, I mentioned projectors a moment ago and uh, projectors, I like to call life's great illuminators, your guides, your advisors. Okay, projectors are 20% of the population and growing. These are people who are expert at shining a light on what's wrong. They have an eye for seeing where things could be doing, going better. And they're here to guide us to the better way. They're, they're um, oftentimes really visually gifted people. They're big picture seers. They have kind of an um, aerial view on things. They have an uncanny ability to look at something, whether it's a system or a, another person or an organization and immediately detect where things are being tripped up, where there's a fault, where there's a, a crack in the foundation, where there's just something off. They're designed to share that with the collective and they're here to guide us on the way. They have, yeah, clear sight, incredibly intuitive people. I think it's Jenna Zoe describes them as people with the bird's eye view who are, they're like the birds up in the sky that are watching down to, to, they can be be telling the other animals, Hey dear, there's a wolf coming. Um, something like that, where there's, there's a threat coming and, uh, you guys need to move over here to safety. Oftentimes really concerned uh, over safety. I've met a lot of projectors who have 
that safety and survival center, which is called the spleen, which is is defined oftentimes. Not every projector has that, but that is really where intuition and fear and survival live. And so I find the projectors that I know and that I've worked with uh, oftentimes are people who are super, super attuned to threaten the environment. And so they're here to guide us away from that, to help us thrive, okay? They do not, like manifestors, they do not have the sacral defined, okay? They are not built for sustainable life force go power. They also need lots of rest, okay? They will get surges of energy, but it's inconsistent, okay? They do not, they they might have their throat defined, but it is not going to be uh, powered by any of those motors that I talked about with the manifester. So it's not going to be gen- directly connected to the root or the heart or the emotional solar plexus. I often think of the projector as someone who's wearing a headlamp. Like if you've gone camping with someone who's, um, and you know, you're setting up your tent and stuff. And so you have the headlamp on. And when you look at someone, uh, they're blinded, right? (laughs) But you can see all of them. Everything is illuminated. And I feel like projectors often have that natural headlamp on them. And so that when they're looking at someone, they can see everything. And so the projector aura, what that feels like to receive the projector aura, to be in the aura of a projector, they have a penetrating and focused aura and absorbing sometimes that can really see the inner workings of other people. And when you're on the receiving end of that, it may feel like you your aura is being penetrated. And so for the manifester, who has this dense and repelling aura, to be in the presence of a projector, it is oftentimes a relief to feel really seen, heard, and understood. Oh, this person is is penetrating my dense aura. Thank you for seeing me. The manifester has to sort of let them in a little bit, energetically sort of raise the, the rope around the kind of the VIP club, you know, those velvet stanchions that kind of go around and, and keep uh, only the VIP people are allowed in. You sort of have to, as a manifester, raise that up and let people in. But the projector has a unique way of penetrating that and get maybe getting around <laughs> getting around the bouncers. So uh, projectors have a real ability to focus, focus, focus. Oh my God, these are people who are just totally focused on their craft. And that's exactly what they're designed to do is to gain mastery over their, their own area of expertise and truly be invited to share that gift with others. Now, as projectors, they have a really kind of challenging strategy, which is to wait for the invitation. I like to say prepare for the invitation because you're going to be invited to share your expertise, your mastery. I will say uh, a, a good friend of mine is an incredible artist and he's very well aware that when he has tried to offer his art around, it doesn't necessarily get received or noticed, but when he is able to 
just kind of chillax into the knowing that like, well, I'm fucking good at this and I'm just going to go over here and keep making my art and maybe post on social media about it. Just like share a little bit here and there. Um, you know, I have my website where I post my gallery of my portfolio and da, 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 da. Eventually people are like, whoa, he's super good at that. I need him. I need that style. I need that person. And then he gets invited to stuff. But it's often like the bigger stuff that you'll wait to uh, for the right moment and the right audience to really truly receive and appreciate your work, your life's work, your ability to be a guide and an advisor. Because those are the people that you want to spend your time with. Those are the people that you want to surround yourself with, the ones who appreciate you. Projectors love the feeling of success and to know that they're valuable and appreciated. And so if you have a projector in your life, let them know you appreciate them. My son is a projector and I am making it a routine practice to point out when his incredible vision and guidance he's like a human gps machine so i i always compliment him when he's sitting in the back seat and i'm driving and i'm lost and he's telling me that mom you went the wrong way again (laughs) it's a classic projector move mom you went the wrong way pointing out when i've screwed up where things have gone wrong and guiding me to the better way And this is the gift of the projector. So hug your projector friends, tell them you value them. And uh, if you're someone like a generator, you can help them get noticed, right? You can help their cause by spreading around what what amazing work that they do, whatever that project or hobby or um, skill or whatever their expertise is, make sure that they... um, they're being seen and that they do get invited to stuff, okay? Um, and hell, invite them in. Finally, the reflectors. Why do we always have to save you guys for last? I'm sorry to do that to you. They're only 1% of the population. So if you're still listening to this and you're a reflector, I, I apologize. I should have put you heads up at the front. But thank you for listening and thank you for sticking with us. Thank you, everybody, all types, no matter what type you are. I appreciate you being here because this is how when we expand beyond just our own type, right? We understand how other people's work, how other people work and that we can get along so much better. Okay. So reflectors, you are the great experiencers of the world. And I say that because you really do love to try everything. You want to taste it all. A sip of this, a taste of that. Reflectors are here to try all kinds of different places, environments, people, and reflect back to us where we've where we're unhealthy where we are not functioning at our best where we could be doing better so reflectors go into a place a community an organization a household and they sample everything that there is and then they show us a reflection of ourselves Mechanically speaking, reflectors will have no energy centers filled in, okay? Definitely not that sacral. None of the other eight energy centers are filled in, okay? They have energy. They have some reliable fixed energy in their gates that are defined, but they have no 
defined energy centers and they have no connected channels between any two centers. So that means they can be really shape-shifting. They can be chameleons. They can slip into and out of any kind of outfit. (laughs) Energetically speaking, they can walk into a new place and fit right in because they detect, they're extraordinarily intuitive, even more so generally than the projector types. They really, really understand a place from being there. They understand the people in an organization from spending time there. They get it. They feel it. They sh- they exude it. They take on the personality traits or the uh, other energies of other people and demonstrate for us through them who we are. They show us who we are and where we've gone wrong. They're incredibly sensitive to their environments in this way because they're literally absorbing all these other characteristics and traits and and um, energies from around them so if they're in a toxic environment guess what they can really tend to take on a lot of illness and they can be very very sensitive to wherever they are and whomever they're with and so they really need to be discerning about choosing an environment that feels healthy and really good to them. Now, even though they don't have uh, energy centers defined, that doesn't mean they don't have energy, but they, because it all always depends on who you're in the presence of. Uh, If you're with, if if, if a reflector is with a generator, uh, they're going to feed off of that sacral life force energy. That generator is broadcasting their go power. And the reflector with that openness can suck it right in and use some of it. Likewise with thoughts and emotions and fears and willpower and sense of self, with pressure, with opinions and ideas, even with style of communication. There are people who actually absorb from around whoever they're around that communication style or that expressive style and they uh, amplify it back out. And so that's what the reflector is doing here. You, they give back what other people need to see and what will best be seen and heard. They can deliver for other people the messaging that it will be d- received in the most effective way. Reflectors uh, have this kind of ancient like shaman wise sage kind of high priestessy kind of energy to them they really are also like manifestors and projectors they're not necessarily here to do the work they're, they they should not be doing the hustle they should not be engaging in the uh 60 hour work week it's not that's not what they're designed for ra aruhu who is the founder of human design uh, is noted for saying that in the ideal future every organization would have a reflector on staff and they would just kind of and I'm ad-libbing here, but I imagine just like kind of like hang out at the coffee pot and like just talk to the people. And then they would reflect outward the health of that organization or that company. And uh, that's they just, yeah, just come and hang. Just come and hang out and show us who we are. What do we need to fix? So uh, they're only 1% of the population. They need lots and lots of rest don't call them unicorns, okay? That's their, they have their own identities, even though they have this, these open centers. What's key for them is to 
spend plenty of time alone. Okay, they will need to remove themselves from all the people and influences they've been around all day uh, in order to sort of squeeze out the sponge, uh, so to speak, of all the energies that they've picked up through the day and kind of recenter and reground into what the truth of who they really are. Okay, luckily their aura is slick and sampling, so they're sampling all these different flavors from life which makes them really agreeable to be around. It's like you're hanging out with a reflector and you're like, hey, you want to go out for pizza? And they're like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea because they're showing you back who you are. <laughs> but they're slick and sampling. So they can they can spend a little time alone and easily let let the, the junk of the day kind of slip off of them. Um, some people call them like Teflon. If you, if you, but don't, don't cook on that. You know, that's like, that's a toxin. So, but you can imagine a reflector like a Teflon pan. Here's the kicker for the reflector. Their strategy is to wait a lunar cycle. What? This sounds bananas, but they, these are like the classic moon children, right? Uh, moon babies who are out there reflecting the sun's rays. They are super, super attuned to the natural rhythms of the world, the seasons, lunar cycles, all the cycles, all the natural patterns. They are just extremely sensitive to like the planets moving about. And so as with no internal um, energy center lit up to be in charge of the others, they have to rely on the, the cycles of the moon. And so what does that mean in practical terms in real life? It means wait a month. Don't make any big decisions or make any major moves without thinking about things uh, for a month and trying them out in all these different environments that you tend to sample to remove friction in your own life. Throw an idea out there with uh, your buddies on the swim team or whatever, whatever, I don't know, club, the mom's club and then throw it out there in a different environment say with your colleagues at work or um, with your family just throw out your different things that you're chewing on and see how they come back to you see what feels right test it out in different scenarios in different environments to see what really feels right let let yourself have time you will come to clarity uh, it may not be practical for you to wait a full lunar cycle an entire 28 or 30 days or whatever it is um, but just generally speaking let yourself have some time for decision making or uh, taking action on something what you really want to feel is surprise the reflector loves to be surprised and delighted by life so where in your life can you experience more of that right that's why your environment is super, super important. So pick somewhere healthy to live that will be supportive of you and where you can engage in a delight and a surprise around every corner. Okay, I don't think I covered everything, but that's a high level view, which I really wanted to make sure y'all have because we're gonna get more into uh, the amazingness of human design and how it can be helpful for you but let's start there so you are aware of your own type how you interact with others how other people receive you and perceive you and let's try to move forward together in life from a place of mutual understanding and more compassion right okay 
um, there will be more interviews coming up with people of other energy types. And so you'll then have this better foundation from which to listen and hear and incorporate and start to synthesize some of this stuff into your own lives. If you are ready to really dig deeper into what it means to be a projector or a manifesting generator or a manifester, whatever, and you would like to meet with me for a 90-minute deep dive, I am booking deep dive readings and I would love to meet with you. I love this experience of meeting with people one-on-one and helping you work through the energies that are tripping you up. Some of the ones where you might be identifying with the lower vibration so that I can show you how to make some simple shifts in your life to move toward the higher vibration of things so that you experience more ease and joy and satisfaction and delight and surprise and success and appreciation and less resistance and less friction. And so that you can just be the full expression of you badass and love on yourself okay live your full expression of all the gifts that you actually have okay because I'm done hiding the things that I have even the ones that I identified with the lower vibe throughout my lifetime I'm done hiding them I'm done trying to shove them under my chair under my seat because um they're there and you know you just you gotta you gotta own it own it and show it in a supportive way. All right, friends, that's all for today. I love y'all. I hope you have a wonderful afternoon. Take care. Thanks for sticking around all the way to the end. I really hope you got value out of this episode and that you learned a thing or two about yourself. And if you did, would you do me a solid and rate and review the show? I'd love it if you'd subscribe too. And that way you won't miss any time a new episode lands. If you're interested in joining any of my programs or you want help on your own personal growth journey, or you're ready to explore your human design with a one-on-one deep dive session, holler at me. I'm always available through my website. That's at janineellsworth.com. And you can definitely reach me via Instagram or Facebook. Reach out anytime. Thanks so much for your support and your presence here. It really means a lot to me, but more importantly, it means you're investing in yourself and your growth. Our time here together was meant to be. Bye.